Hey there, Zesty Boys, and welcome back to the Zesty Podcast. My name, of course, is Tony Shire, and today I am joined by Miss Rosa Barks, who is my loving dog. She's really happy to be here, and I'm sure she has some amazing stories to share with us. We'll get into that after we do this nice little pre-roll ad. We are, of course, brought to you by the mixtape Soundonomy 333, the number of the yeast, on Mixcloud.com. You can also find Soundonomy 333 at Spotify.com, if you like listening to music on there, instead of going to a third-party application, I am a little out of breath right now, because I'm just so excited to be here at this podcast. (sighs) There we go. But yeah, if you want to listen to some fun foreign music, some new music, just music that you're not used to hearing, check out Soundonomy. It's a series of mixtapes on Mixcloud and on Spotify now. So they are currently at Soundonomy 333, 333, the number of the yeast. Make sure to give that a listen. The link will be in the description. Thank you so much, Soundonomy, for sponsoring this video and for being a supporter. And we are here on this podcast. So, yeah, that bit didn't go as planned, but they never do, really. I am joined today by just myself because of quarantine, and I don't really have anything to talk about. Intern, you got anything? Um, uh, maybe. Um, do you like magic? <laughs> in in what context? Know. Do you like if you're browsing YouTube, like you, like Magic the Gathering, or like magic, magic tricks? Like magic tricks. Well, I mean, I don't dislike you them. Don't, I don't like all those like influencers who are doing magic right now. Like, I guess who've always done magic is just like stupid. But I like seeing like. Whatever that's like, face magic. What's that called? Like, it's not point of sale. Fushigi ball. Yeah, fushigi <laughs> balls. <laughs> what's wait? What's what's the fushigi type of magic called? It's called something juggling. Oh, I don't know. Oh God, look it up. Look it up. It's called like it's not persistence juggling. It's that's persistence hunting that I'm thinking of. It's contact juggling. That's what it's called. I'm calling it. Look up what kind of magic is fushigi balls. How do you spell fushigi? F U S H I G I. I don't know why I'm so out of breath. Actually, I do. It's from carrying that dog downstairs. She did not want to be here. <laughs> but it was it was a fun little bit for me to do. Sorry for you audio listeners, because you're not going to see the fun bit of the dog. What'd you find? The contact juggling? Contact juggling. Yes, ball. I'm a genius. So what kind of magic were you talking about? Just like any type of magic. I like card magic. Card yeah. magic's really cool. D- do you know any card magic tricks? I, I do, but we don't have a deck of cards. It's okay. I, I, was, I wasn't going to ask you to show okay. them anyways. I was just asking if you knew any. Very out of practice, too. Well, if you like it so much, why don't you start practicing again? I should. Got plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. This quarantine going on. I know one solid card magic trick, and it's like just enough, because I feel like if you know too many, you want to keep showing people magic tricks when you're at like a party or somewhere where people are playing card games. But I know just one, and it's a really good one in my opinion, and it's like good enough to people for people to be like, oh, how'd you do that? And it's like, it's magic, I can't <laughs> tell you. But that's the extent of my magical knowledge. What's the trick? I don't know what it's called. Is it the one where you put it in between your knuckles and slap it, and it's their card? No. <laughs> It's not, mine's not really a trick, it's more just actual magic. Oh. It's pr- pretty profound. You're big into religion, aren't you, in turn? Yeah, religion's cool. Like Fun to learn about. What do you think about Christianity? <laughs> let's, get, let's get right into it. Oh, God. Getting exactly. Controversial already. <laughs> oh, God. That, that'll be what this is called, this episode. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but What's your favorite Bible verse? There's a lot of wacky Bible verses. Well, I, I, well, what's your favorite? My favorite. Well, one of them that's like, everything in the Bible is necessary for your salvation. But there's one in Exodus. I can't remember what it is. It just says, an omer is one-tenth of an epa, and that's it. That's the whole verse. <laughs> well, <laughs> now you'll be able to be salvated. Yeah. salivated Gotta because know. Because you, you know. No one else knows that an omer is one-tenth of an epa. Yep. That's what St. Peter asks you to get in the gates. <laughs> how, how much... <laughs> Is an Omar. <laughs> Omar or Oma? I think it's an Omer. Omer. Yeah, O-M-E. Dope! Like that? Yeah, Omer with, Homer <laughs> with no H. Or isn't that how, uh, uh, who doesn't say H's? Isn't that, oh, British people. Hello, governor. 
It'd be like an Omer. An Omer. I love watching Omer. I love Omer. I was I was about to say people like Spanish speakers, but they use J's as H's, like ja 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 ja. Yeah. I always read that as ja 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 whenever I see it, but I assume they're saying ha ha ha. I, ha, I ha. think so. But I think everyone <laughs> reads it as ja ja ja. It's so much more fun. <laughs> ja 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 ja. I haven't really seen that too often since I stopped playing Dota 2. People <laughs> people used to say that a lot after games when we would get shit on. Just a lot of Hispanic people playing <laughs> there's Dota. A, there's a lot of like international people playing it, like Hispanic, Russian, Asian descent, and then a lot of English speakers as well. I like Dota, but it was always one of those games. It's like Hearthstone and chess for me, where they're very fun when I'm playing, but the thought about getting into a game, it's... Just, oh my god, this might take an hour. I don't want to commit that much time. But once I'm playing, I enjoy it. That's why I never could really get into Hearthstone or anything like that. And the strategy for Hearthstone is just so hard to figure out. The learning curve is Mm -hmm. so steep. I mean, that's like with chess and Dota. That's like with everything, though. It's just kind of, you have to grind. My problem was also, the same problem I had with like CSGO was that my friends who played Hearthstone were already really good, and so if I would play with them, I'd just get shit on. And then with CSGO, if I'd play with them, we'd play people who are their caliber, and I'm just the dude who doesn't know how to switch guns. It's kind of like the Minecraft server right now. Yeah. like, Mitchell and Barber and Joey are all have been playing it, and they're all really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've only played it for a collective probably four hours uh, probably closer to six hours now so i just don't really know how the game works are you still banned i'm probably still banned <laughs> i haven't checked the game's kind of boring yeah you know? especially when everything's laid out like they already have everything set up it's yeah like, well, what what's there to do now we yeah. have everything we need mm-hmm. yeah i don't really know what the point of the game is kind of a waste of 30 dollars honestly it was 30 dollars. it was either 20 or 30 man can't remember how much I spent. The only, uh, I, I spent money actually on CSGO once to buy a skin for a gun. Just It was for a pump shotgun, and it was the Kraken skin, and it was like $1.29. It was just like a cool octopus, and it was just a super shit gun that I would use all the time, <laughs> so I bought the skin for it. <laughs> I was very bad at that game. I probably still am very bad at that game. It's not just a past tense thing. It's a it's an always thing for me. What games are you into these days besides Minecraft? Um, I've been playing a lot of... I got back into The Last of Us. That's a fun game. Oh, really? Isn't there a, another one coming out mm-hmm. eventually? Yeah. That's why I kind of want got the PS4, because I knew that was coming out, um, and there were already fun games that I wanted to play. Like mm-hmm. Horizon Zero Dawn, that's a fun one. That seemed like I'm a short game. Like You already finished it, didn't you? Um, I finished the main quest line, but it's kind of like Skyrim, where like you have all these side quests that you have to do. Okay. Yeah, that's been fun. I didn't really play too much of Skyrim. Like, I, I really enjoyed Skyrim, but, like, I, I feel like I've said this story a lot, but I haven't really got past the shall we go, foos, ah! Like, like, I never got a full foos roda. Like, that's as far as I got in the game. I just don't really like single-player games that much. I enjoy the multiplayer aspect. Yeah, I kind of go, I switch. Sometimes I like the, the single player where I'm just doing my thing, and sometimes I like the, the multiplayer. Yeah, I think the only single player game I ever really got into was Skate 3. And that was just because I, I liked the idea of getting good for like the small multiplayer, where it's like you could, like I used to really like building uh, skate parks because I would always just envision having competitions with friends there. So I built this super sweet arena where we could like host skate like competitions and shit never happened yeah. but i really enjoyed building them i feel like the skate 3 multiplayer was not there when we were it, playing or was it? it it was there the only the thing that was annoying about skate 3 multiplayer is if you played against random people and just like regular trick games of skate and stuff you would always lose because there was like a secret trick that you if people knew how to do it immediately got them to almost 10,000 points around it was like some kind of like dark slide catch 50-50 bullshit and it was always people who had like weird like modded skins that would do it and they would just o- always win it was didn't look really cool or anything it was just the cheat code basically mm-hmm. and like so an instant win yeah and so playing in multiplayer against random people was always that um but they had like land party kind of function not land party but like you could connect to one person's like park and stuff if we like if you had the game i had the game and three other people had the game. We could all go on. I get. I could send invites for you to all come to my park, and then we could like hang out there and stuff, which is what I enjoyed. I only did that like once or twice. But my, my favorite thing was the Hall of Meat. That yeah, was always pretty Hall fun. Of meat. 
I just really liked building skate parks and like not really like parks as much as just building towns that were skate parks essentially. That's why I liked uh, roller. I really like Zoo Tycoon. I just, I like those building games. They're fun. That's why I thought you'd like Minecraft because it's all building. Yeah, it's all building, but it's I don't know. I think I would like hardcore Minecraft more. I know I was saying this before, but I like the idea of like being hunted and shit like that. And I think I would like Minecraft more. I don't know. That, that was when I played those games. That was back when I that was a Skate Three was sophomore year of high school, so that was a long time ago. Like, probably almost eight years, maybe. I don't know how long that was. Yeah, seven years. Um, and that was probably the last time I enjoyed a single-player game, and Zoo Tycoon was, like, way longer, like, way before that. Guild, oh, Guild Wars was multiplayer. Um, yeah, I don't really play single-player games, but Minecraft is, I don't know, it's just not really exciting for me. Guild Wars seems like it's a good mix of multiplayer and single player because you can go out and do stuff on your own or you can join like a group Mm -hmm. and go out and do stuff in groups. Yeah. I like games similar to Gary's Mod and stuff like that just because I like dicking around in games and I don't know, Minecraft, at least our server is not really a dicking around server. It's it's a very serious server. Yeah, (laughs) it seems a little serious. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of, and I I want to get Gang Beast. That looks fun. That looks like a fun game where you can like dick around. That's why I like Super Smash Bros. I just really like multiplayer games. Honestly, I hate the I don't hate, but I strongly dislike the new Smash Bros. Brawl's the worst in my opinion. I really hate Brawl. I will say that just because everything's so slow and everything's so weak. It's just dumb. Project M is like a little bit better, but Melee's the best. N64 is pretty good. The other ones are pretty good. Brawl sucks. <laughs> that, that's my that's my hot take. I haven't played them enough to know. I've only really played the the GameCube. That's the GameCube one is Melee, right? Mm-hmm. That's the only one I've really played, and yeah. I was bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> Sophomore year of college, me um, Carter, who's been on the podcast and who does the thumbnails for these podcasts now, shout out Carter and my boy Griffin. We used to play Super Smash Bros. like every day, just get, uh, or, like Smash Melee, just at Carter's house. It was awesome. It was a, it was a simpler time back then. <laughs> <laughs> before he got stolen by Disney. Yeah, before he got kidnapped by the mouse. <laughs> now, that was after he graduated anyway, so uh, he was, he was going to be leaving regardless. He, he's an old man. He's a tortured old soul. <laughs> now he does... Uh, he only he survives off the pay that I give him to do the thumbnails, which is so nothing. He's living in squalor. <laughs> he's living in squalor because I don't pay him. But I don't have money to pay him. You pay him in love and affection. I pay him in love and affection. I give him one hug a day. If he's a good boy, I give him one and a half. It's more than I get. And yeah, you, you're an <laughs> intern. You're not expected to get anything. I'm rolling in dough over here, and this table's made out of money, and you don't get a cent of it. <laughs> Did you see the uh, restaurant in Tybee Island that's famous for having dollar bills posted everywhere? The owner took all the dollar bills down to pay their employees. Because, oh, that's- yeah, pay them, like, un- not unemployment, but pay them because they can't afford to pay them because the government's dumb, stupid. How much money was on the walls? Like, 3000 dollars. Oh, Jesus. It was over, like, a, like 20 years, probably. I can't think of what the restaurant's called. I've never been, been there, but I've, like, seen it, and it's kind of, like, a famous place. Mm. I wonder how many of—I know there's one in Florida, too, a similar place, but I wonder how many places have— the dollar bill thing where everyone just like posts a dollar or like signs a lot of and stuff. In Athens, there's a bar called Boar's Head and mm-hmm. they do that too where there's do just they? dollar bills all over the walls. Yeah, that's cool. You get to like write whatever you want on it and just post it. Yeah. I wonder how often those get stolen. Probably a good bit. But. Um, Someone in my group when we were there once stole <laughs> stole some because mm-hmm. it had some fun stuff. I think it had, I had crabs written on it. So it was like, oh, sweet. Just mm-hmm. took it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's the bar's money. It's just someone posting it. I wonder if the bar would get mad if you did it or if it's just kind of whatever at that point. Yeah, I feel like it don't, they don't care that much. It's not, it's not profits for them. Yeah. And the space is going to get filled in by another dollar. Mm-hmm. But, I I wonder how many dollars have been at this restaurant that the owner took them all down. Like, how many have been taken and how many have been put back just by other random people? What What's the fluctuation of currency on the walls of that restaurant? That's Probably what I want to know. We should run a study on that. <laughs> Open up a restaurant. Implement that. <laughs> that would take so long, counting all of those dollar bills all the time and just being able to tell which ones are new and which ones are old. That'd, that'd be, be the like, tricky part. Very difficult. We need a lot of uh, interns from... 
colleges who need their <laughs> research credits <laughs> come do my dollar bill study. What's it? What's it benefiting my personal well-being? Just me. Just me knowing. We we could mask it as like a psychology study. The psychology Ooh. of like people like taking stuff. The psychology of what happens when you make interns count the same dollar <laughs> bills every day. They go insane. Forty hours a week. If you could open a restaurant, what would it be called, and what would they serve? Oh God. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's start off. What would they serve? What what kind of restaurant? Definitely seafood. Seafood. Yeah. Where would you open it? It'd have to be somewhere on the coast. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Because I feel like the seafood restaurants fit the aesthetic of yeah. the beach. I never understand why people... Like, if you go to some seafood restaurants, you can definitely get local, like, seafood. But if you're getting crab legs from a seafood restaurant in Orlando, those crab legs came from fucking Alaska. They're yeah, not fresh. They came in frozen. <laughs> you can get the exact same ones from Publix. It's dumb, stupid. But you can... If you go to Charleston, you can get... Like an oysters from Charleston, those are disgusting. You shouldn't eat them anyways. Shrimp, maybe, maybe a a local mahi if someone wrangles one in. I don't know how the fishing industry works. Oh, um, during spring break, we went to this tourist trappy. Re- we went to Salt Life, one of okay. the like tourist yeah. trappy. And I didn't know Salt Life was an actual restaurant. Yeah, I, I think that's how it started. <laughs> I thought it was just a brand. I knew Lost Dog, or isn't that was yeah Lost Dog Cafe? That's mm-hmm. a restaurant. But they had a thing called um, like oyster shooters, where it was like a shot glass with an oyster in it and filled vodka. up with no beer. Beer. So uh, it was like a beer shot with uh, an oyster. I, in there. I've seen like. Oysters that have <laughs> vodka on top, and you like basically do a shot out of the oyster. That sounds oysters disgusting. are gross. Yeah, just you just taste loogies. you just taste salt water. It like it would be cool to like them because I've heard that you can tell like you can really tell the difference between where they come. If you get like a flight of oysters from like different areas, you can tell which. You can tell the difference between the water they were in and stuff like that. It's like that with most things though, like with wine and yeah. Like, with everything I don't like, yeah. wine, beer, coffee, coffee, tea, oysters, what else? Liquor, kind of. Liquor is just a little different. You can still taste subtle nuances. Yeah, and I feel like you can taste quality, too. Like, if someone gives you a really cheap shot and next to it, like, a nice high-end shot, you can tell the difference. I tried this once. I don't know liquor well enough. It seemed like it worked because I saw it on a life hack or something like that where you just take a Brita, Brita filter and run cheap vodka through the Brita filter and it makes it taste like fancy vodka. Hmm. Experts weren't able to tell the difference or they could tell that it tasted nice or something and I tried it. I was like, this still tastes horrible, but <laughs> not as horrible maybe. Probably a placebo effect, but who knows. Yeah, yeah. try that. You try you, it. You try it when you're back at college. Yeah. What's it like doing online school during these quarantines? Not fun. Really? Not fun at all. W- why not? Because it's all just like watching lecture videos. Mm-hmm. And for stuff like my upper level lab, it's just instead of doing what we are going to do in the lab, like run these reactions, test to see if there's this in here. We have to write the procedure on how we would do it if we were in lab. Uh, so it's just like boring. writing procedures, yeah. I just realized that three of my nails are pretty long and I want them gone, but there's nothing I can do until this podcast over, so I'm just going to keep... Just start munching just on them. Just keep doing that until they get loose and I'll rip them off. <laughs> Jesus. Excellent. We had a little technical difficulties with the video. I forgot to delete old podcasts and my uh, beer thing off of here before recording. It was a faux pas on my part, and I'll take full responsibility <laughs> for it. Yeah, I'm not sure about those type of logistics, but I do know you can't just go out and run it. You have to be on a support team for a runner. They have teams that, for all like the big 100-miler races, there's usually like a team of like two, three, four people for mm-hmm. each runner to make sure they're not going to die. And you have to be on one of those teams for that race before you can run uh, in that race. So do they run it as well, or do they just kind of run parts of it and then drive parts of it type thing? Maybe. I'm not sure about that, but there was another, there was a 100-miler where there's a base camp, and they run loops around and come back to the base camp oh. where their tent is or their little, their little support group is. So it might mm-hmm. be something like that. I'm uh, not sure. There was one female ultra runner. I'm trying to remember her name it will probably be first result when i type in female ultra runner um let's see candace burt i think i want to say it was candace burt but i'm not going to do too much research into it because we're in the middle of a podcast she was talking about how when she does she did like an ultra run once and she went blind while running it just from running for 
too long and shit. And then talking, she talked about having a one minute nap basically while she was running. And it was just like so exhausted. And her friend was like, or maybe a support person or someone she was running with was just telling her, dude, you need to, you need to sleep. Just, just lay down for like a minute or like 10 minutes. She's like, okay. And just laid in the dirt, slept for one minute and then immediately felt way more re-energized. Dude, or lady, she, she's a lady dude. And dude's insane. Runs fucking 200 mile races and shit like that. It might be Courtney DeWalter. That might be her. I'm looking at her um, her thing now, and apparently she wants to, or did run a race. Did she wanted the 500-mile one? Is, is that what, what you're reading? She did a 205, 161, mm-hmm. but there's a, a race where you run the same 4.2-mile loop each hour, and you can do everything you want, but you have to be the last person standing and like still running uh-huh. to win. That so, sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> four, four miles an hour. You don't have to go very fast, but that's like fucking endurance and shit right there. Mm-hmm. That's like sleep game and whatnot. I, I always wondered what it would be like running a 36-hour race. Do you sleep? Do you take a nap? Because, I mean, you're not running fast the whole time. No. You're not really running fast at all. You're just ca- kind of... Just going. Yeah. Walking a lot. And you have to eat a lot. Eat a lot. A lot of bean burritos and shit. People mm-hmm. eat those. A lot of candy. Candy is exactly the same as gel chews, and I'll fight anybody who tells me otherwise. Jelly beans are the same thing. Mm. You just pop a few of those. I saw an ad for something called Run Gum, and I want to see what that is. I, I don't know if that's like uh, whatever that – what was that gum like that allegedly hydrated you or something like sport gum or something they used to sell at Dick Sporting Goods? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What's it called, you know? I, uh, I can look it up. Yeah, look up what the sports hydrating gum is called. But that stuff was delicious, but it lost flavor so fast. I love Double Bubble. That shit is amazing. I've been saying that shit a lot because I'm badass and I don't care about cuss words. Fuck yeah. Is it Quench? Quench gum. That's what it is. Very flavorful. I guess made you salivate or maybe Yeah, that's got what I'm s- thinking. A lot of runners have like a necklace or something or just something they put in their mouth because if you're sucking on something, it brings in moisture to your mouth. Oh. It makes you think that you're more hydrated. Oh. It keeps your mouth from getting dry. Yeah, my mouth gets really dry when I run. I actually don't know if that's like a widespread thing, but I've seen a couple. Mm-hmm. Of my it, it's interesting buddies. how even in the men's four by one hundred meter like world championships and shit like that, they're still wearing cross necklaces and stuff. You'd think that that would their times are so marginal that they would take stuff like that that would cause drag off of them, but they still wear their like chains and stuff when they run. It's kind of interesting. Not everybody, but I think Usain Bolt or yeah. something. He's pretty quick, so he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, just a little quick. He, he could run an eight-second hundred if he took that necklace off. <laughs> <laughs> Thing's ten pounds. He's like he's like Goku. He just wears weighted fucking shoes <laughs> the entire all day. Takes it off and bounce through hyperspace. I watched one Dragon Ball Z clip where they did that. I haven't actually seen the show. Mm. Didn't you say you wanted to get into that? I, re- I really want to get into the show, but I've there's the the first thing that came out is like Dragon Ball Z. Then there's Dragon Ball Z Go or something, and there's one that's like the prequel, and you're supposed to watch it first. I don't know. I, I never want to watch One Piece. They're still making episodes <laughs> of that, I think. There's so many just stupid fucking filler episodes in that. My roommate freshman year of college used to watch that. I it was on like episode like 330, and it was just, I couldn't name a single character in it, and then they wouldn't show up again ever. Those are, they were just one off characters, and they did nothing. It's a great idea for a show. You can just do whatever the fuck you want and never actually have to move the story forward. But people who watch that are dumb. A lot of animes, I feel like, are like that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Naruto is like that a lot. Really? There's, like, over 300 episodes. They have watch maps and stuff like that where you can see what episodes you need to watch yeah. and what episodes to skip. I tried doing that with Aven- Adventure Time, so I wanted to get into that, but I just never did. Is Adventure Time like that? They have a lot of, like, if you want to watch the lore episodes, there's ones, oh. if you skip, like, one where they have a bubblegum party or some shit, that doesn't make, that doesn't tie in with the lore, so you can skip those ones, but I, de- I haven't watched a show since Game of Thrones, like, watched all the way through a show. I watched Barry, but that was, I watched one episode whenever I was with Margaret because we just liked watching that show. And now we're doing that with Baskets and we did that with The Stranger. But I don't really consider that watching a show like, I haven't binged a show since Game of Thrones, which was almost exactly a year ago now. I used to be big into binging shows because I would just sit at my computer and be unproductive and just rail through TV shows. I used to do that while playing RuneScape. 
<laughs> oh, Back yeah. in the glory days. Oh, yeah, doing some Slayer, <laughs> watching some ass class. You ever, you ever see that show? No. Assassination Classroom. Oh, that's like an anime type thing. Yeah, right? it, it's an anime. It was very good. I really liked it. My friend Carter, who we've already brought up, a second shout out for Carter. Let's see if you can hit a, uh, what is it, a hat trick. Hat trick. This, this episode. No one's done it yet. We'll see if you can get there if I think of another story related <laughs> to you. But yeah, Carter's at two shout-outs. It's the leaderboard right now. But uh, Ass Class is what it's commonly referred to as, just to make it sound weird and creepy. But the show's good. It's kind of a stupid premise, but it's a good show. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. That's the one with, like, the big smiley face guy, right? Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's an alien who was sent down to... Or he wants to destroy the Earth somehow, but he's, like, the best teacher on the planet, and he's trying to teach kids how to kill him because he... Because his, his mission is to destroy the Earth, and no one can kill him, so he's trying to t- train a high school class to kill him so that he doesn't have to destroy the Earth. Oh, so he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to, but he he, wa- to. he wants to, and uh, so he's really good at avoiding being killed and being damaged, and he's also a fantastic teacher, too. It's, it's super heartwarming. It's a really weird. really weird premise, <laughs> yeah. but it's a really good show. I recommend it. May have to watch that. What show are you watching now? We already talked about whatever. Um, I haven't games. really been watching that much shows. I watched well Tiger King, but everyone's mm. watched that or yeah. been watching that. I'm and just because I'm super hip and edgy, I usually like I don't understand how these sh- where people where the like mob mentality comes in with these shows. Like, how did Tiger King become the show? Like the Ted Bundy King or Ted Bundy show became the show. Because I think it's, they just escalate so much and they just don't slow down. Mm -hmm. This one just skyrockets and doesn't slow down at all. But what made it get there? Is it, because there are tons of really good shows on Netflix. Did Netflix just think, oh, this is going to be a banger. We got to push this baby all the way through. Or was it just one guy who was an influencer watching was like, yo, what's this Tiger King shit? And then posted about it. And then a bunch of other people were like, yo, this good. And then... Now everyone's going to be Joe Exotic for Halloween. I think the appeal might be that all that, all the stuff in that documentary actually happened. Yeah, like It's not like just a show like, oh, we're doing wacky stuff. It's like, oh, this wacky stuff's happening, but it mm. really happened. Yeah, people, it's kind of like true crime meets, doc. Oh, I guess documentary. Oh, no, true crime's not documentary, but it's kind of like true crime meets documentary meets Bravo, I suppose. Yeah. Because it's just like wacky but real. And has very unique characters like Joseph Exotic, I assume. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched the show. Carol Baskin and Doc Antle. Do- yeah. Doc is, I think, the craziest guy, one of the craziest guys on there. Yeah. He has like a cult going on. I haven't watched any of the episodes. It When I see everybody like posting shit like, oh, Tiger King, all this stuff, it makes me want to watch it less just yeah. because both because I'm super hip and edgy and don't I'm a hipster, you know, I don't like what the mainstream is, but the same people who post all that shit also follow shithead Steve and Trash Camp Paul and my things my therapist says and Grape Juice Boy, like all those like stupid accounts that are just kind of all post the same shit, like Old Row and stuff like that. It's all the same fan base. Yeah. And it's like, well, the the same people who retweet the same meme that I've seen for millions of years and think that get like millions of likes on Twitter however the fuck you count how good a tweet is are saying oh Tiger King's amazing it just makes me think alright this is something I'm not gonna enjoy yeah I, 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 I kind of like the Ted Bundy thing but it just got so boring because they just kept saying the same oh he almost it's almost like he got off by having the judge read what he did. It was almost like he was getting sexually aroused. Like, they probably said that a million times. It was real dumb. I didn't even finish the show. I stopped after episode two. I didn't even start it. Yeah, yeah, and not that great. <laughs> I heard the Zac Efron movie was pretty good, but I haven't watched that either. Everyone's done with Ted Bundy. He's out. He's out. Tiger King's in. The Tiger King wave. You can usually tell what's popular in pop culture, What what's the peak of pop culture, because Trevor Wallace will make a video called... Uh, watches blank once, or does blank once, or drinks blank once. You can tell that that's the the, the peak of Twitter and Instagram comedy, mm-hmm. or the pe- peak peak of pop culture on Twitter and Instagram when Trevor Wallace makes a video of it. Because it's like building up, and then if he does something on it, all the people that watch him that are like that fan base mm-hmm. are gonna be like, "Oh my god, like this is the greatest thing ever now." Yeah, and it's like, I mean, he's he's really good at what he does. He's really good. He's uh. Good at like marketing towards that 
uh, bro life, college, even though he's 28. Yeah, he's, good no, at market- he's really good at marketing. He's good at marketing himself towards that college age base, the people who are that 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 group. He does he does a good job, uh, but I don't relate to a lot of his videos, so it's kind of like like there are some that I really like, but some are just like I don't I don't like this. Like I didn't watch the Tiger King one, but I assume I wouldn't really get it. Because, <laughs> no, you probably because, wouldn't because I, I haven't watched Tiger King once. I kind of I I don't like that. I mean, I do it, but I don't like that structure. That that's like kind of the the only. It seems like it's the only kind of way to be do sketch comedy, and I was watches blank once or eats ice cream once mm-hmm. that that's that's what people want right now i'm trying to figure out a a fun video idea that isn't that and maybe that'll be the new norm yeah, you know start a new thing i'll, I'll be that guy <laughs> we the guy who came out with the not eat, eats popcorn once <laughs> guy i don't know what? <laughs> i don't know i'm talking out of my ass here tommy and I just I just turn my head like this, and so it's gonna sound really weird in the in the in post production. I've been turning my head a lot, so you, you've been doing a good job for not being too comfortable on the mic. <laughs> Your voice also isn't as shaky, and you aren't as nervous yeah. as I was expecting you to be. I know, me too. Yeah, all the, all the people are listening to for, you, for Tommy. The people listening, I'm talking into a microphone that's perched on top of a trash can that's upside down. None of this is true. <laughs> he has more than enough accommodations for an intern. He's getting college credit, and he loves his job. Yeah. I'm in a full sound studio right now with flips and switches exactly with flips and switches <laughs> this is this is a very nice facility and that's you have to take our word for it because yeah. all you all you can see is this you can't see what i see you can't see the the great studio it's that's so, over it's so big in this studio yeah see how echoey that is but not not over here because we got the delicious sound stage i didn't even think about that you're kind of outside of the sound stage right now i wonder if your audio sounds just worse than mine it probably does probably a little bit it's one of those things where I'll, I might notice it because I'm kind of an audio person, but if an audio person listens, they'll definitely be able to tell that there's reverb and echo in you. Yeah. I'm like, like right on the edge of the soundstage. Yeah. <laughs> All the echoes are being forced towards you, both from the soundstage and off of the soundstage. You are you are the, the funnel that the sound goes through to escape. I don't know why I, I need to get some nice headphones or at least some bigger headphones because these things are the size, the headphones that I wear are the size of a child's ear and and they're just like constantly just pressing my ear against my head. and it just <laughs> These ones are kind of nice. They're kind of wide enough to go around my ear. Th- those are the ones I use when I edit and stuff or when I do Zoom meetings. Like I do Zoom improv classes now, which is really weird because instead of going to improv class, I have to do it on Zoom because of this disease. And it's... It's strange. It's not too weird doing it because improv is kind of wacky anyways. But just thinking about what, if you walk downstairs, what you would hear from my room. If I was doing a scene with someone, I would just be like. And you're like a seal or and something. And that's why I think that you need to stop coming to this windy so early. I don't care if you're. Hun- <laughs> <laughs> just having a conversation with yourself. Ex- exactly. I'm just saying random wacky things that don't make any sense. Where did you get that pickaxe from? <laughs> what what is he ta- there's no context yeah. for you cuz you Who's don't have down there. <laughs> exactly. Um like uh the first class we did online he said we're going to do a you're going to mute your mics and we're going to do a rant session so that you can just rant and yell into the camera and stuff. That way we no one can hear it but it's just kind of a good way to get loosened up and I turned the mic off I'm like I am not actually going to yell into this camera because I <laughs> my my parents are upstairs and this sounds really weird and I I am already super uncomfortable with all this. The dogs would probably go crazy if they heard yeah, you just, just screaming. Fucking shit. <laughs> Cuz it's not you can't mute the world around you. Or someone would, in the house would think you're getting murdered. Yeah, and probably, everyone would probably be a little excited about that. <laughs> oh, sweet, he's finally dying. Finally. <laughs> he's out of here. I get the waterbed again. Yeah, you, you would finally get the waterbed again. You'll never get that waterbed. You're, oh, you're not even using it. Yes, you put a mattress on top of the it's waterbed. It's a boat bed now. <laughs> I like feeling like I'm in the Navy. Do you wear your sea captain's hat? I do. That's what I had the captain's hat right on the headboard, and I had the skipper's hat when Margaret comes over, or the captain's the, uh, Cabin boy's hat when Margaret comes over. <laughs> that way, I can be like, Cabin boy, go get me a pillow, and then blow my little bosun whistle. Do you have a bosun whistle? I do have a bosun whistle. I like to think that you actually make Maggie wear the the cabin boy hat. <laughs> Why would <laughs> While I? You're wearing the captain's I, hat. I have never lied on this podcast. <laughs> um, I bought that bosun whistle. I think it was my senior year when we went to Savannah for a swim meet. 
um, in high school, and I brought it back on the bus, and the coach thought it was a like a pipe to smoke marijuana out of. I was there for that, wasn't I? Yeah. You, was that when you almost got kicked out of the hotel? <laughs> that was every year. <laughs> almost every hotel I've been in on a swim trip, we've gotten kicked out. Uh, th- this year, that was the year I brought the megaphone, and we <laughs> got kicked out for yelling at people on the street with the megaphone. <laughs> kind of funny. And then also when I went to, like, Hotels for Deco, we almost got kicked out and shit, and it's just dicking around. There's so much freedom when you're in a hotel <laughs> with a bunch of other people who are there for the same reason. Just a bunch of other high school kids gonna dick around it's in a hotel. Same thing room. with like swim club. Yeah, swim club, meets. but you don't get in trouble for dicking around. Yeah. I mean, we we've. I mean, you can get kicked out of the hotel. Yeah. That's something. That's yeah, bad. we've almost got kicked out of hotels also. <laughs> Just noise complaints because everyone pregames in one room and it's just all the noise. If if the people below the, the pregame room, below, above, and side to side, if they're cool, you're good I'm to fine, go. Yeah. If not, you're fucked. You're fucked. I miss going on swim meets. They were very fun. Um, I used to bef- the the night before the meets would be our four loco nights, and so me and uh, whoever would do it with me would just drink a four loco the night before the meet and go out on the town of whatever city we were in, like Orlando. We'd just go dick around in Orlando after drinking a four loco or two, and then have a good time, and usually not get hungover for the next day because we we were young and spry. The last time we did it was actually in Orlando, and we got. It was just a bad idea. We got just Im- we didn't get to our hotel until almost one in the morning, I think. M- maybe a little, maybe twelve. Just because the hotel we originally had booked, we showed up. We all had our own rooms, which was weird because it was like an extended stay hotel, but none of the air conditioning worked. My room was covered with like oil on the ground. There were millions of bugs everywhere. It was just disgusting. We got out of there and then got into a hotel, uh, Holiday Inn Express, which was much nicer. But it was one in the morning ish at that time, so I we went to Walmart and bought beer, and then just started going at it. And we went to bed around four or five in the morning. Jesus, <laughs> and everything was closed because it was so late. So we were just running in the parking lots of WalMarts and Burlington coat factories and shit. And there was a Chuck E. Cheese. We were just playing like near the dumpsters behind, just real, real drunk. <laughs> just in a random. It wasn't like downtown Orlando or anything. It was like a suburb. So we were just we were nuisances. And then in the morning at seven, we were all very, very hungover <laughs> and had to go to a swim meet. And it was very difficult. <laughs> and I felt disgusting the entire time. But the hosting team ended up can- canceling the social. So the night that we were supposed to party anyways was already canceled. So. We did the right thing by partying the night before. It was real stupid they canceled the social because we purposely – because the way UCF – calling you out UCF, the way their club swim team does things, they have a pool in downtown Orlando, but their school is like 20 – is like 40 minutes away from there, I think, something like that. And so they have the swim meet 40 minutes away from where the party is afterwards so or the social is afterwards so if you go we would get hotels next to the pool but then we would have to do 40 minute ubers to get to the social afterwards and so this time we purposely got our hotel next to the school and they canceled the social so we, we got fucked it was dumb but we got drunk in a burlington coat factory parking lot so it worked out yeah things were looking up <laughs> things were looking up I didn't really eat that much. That's probably why I got so hungover because I wasn't. I was just. Not, I didn't, didn't eat anything. <laughs> Everything was closed, and I didn't get my l- late night McDonald's, which is Sad. what I wanted. I want my late night McDonald's. <laughs> there was uh, <laughs> Orlando is just a bad town for me. I was thinking I was about to say the most uh, McDonald's I think I've eaten in a sh- period of time was it was the three days of a swim meet. We were or yeah, because the drive down. The day of the meet and then the drive back, I ate McDonald's eight times. <laughs> Wait, what? Because <laughs> yeah. there was a McDonald's kind of near a hotel, and so we just kept walking there. It was fantastic. It was really good. That's like every meal of the day. Yeah, we uh, driving down, we got it like while leaving, and then when we got there, I had McDonald's for dinner, got McDonald's breakfast, McDonald's after the meet, and then McDonald's all drunk, and then McDonald's breakfast, McDonald's while driving, McDonald's when we got home. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Very good. I didn't get sick of it. I'm still not sick of it. McDonald's is delicious. Yeah, it's, it's good. good. It's good for you. We ate there today. Exactly. <laughs> we did eat there today. Oh no, I I love me some some macas as the Australians call it. If you if you have an Australian friend, will come and be like, "How you going, mate? You want to go to macas?" And then you'll be like, "What the fuck you just say to me?" Because you're supposed to say, "How are you doing, friend? <laughs> Do you want to go to McDonald's?" 
You stupid, stupid oh, idiot. Oh, kang- kangaroo bit me on my leg. Let's go to Macca's. <laughs> Shut up. I don't know why you have the best Australian accent when you say that phrase. <laughs> that, that's my. That's one of my phrases to get into the accent. Mm. A kangaroo bit me on my leg. <laughs> it just sounds pretty good. Oh, like that oh, sounds really good. <laughs> that's, that's all you need. Like if I need a, if I'm doing a character or something, like if I'm jaywalking and a car honks at me. I just give them the finger, then they say something like, oh, I can't. And then, <laughs> and then you're in. And I'm in. Kangaroo bit me on my leg. <laughs> and they can't say anything. They're like, what did he just say? <laughs> is there kangaroos here? Are there kangaroos here is what they would hopefully say if they're learned. I feel like you keep all the the, the improv the, people on their toes. The evil inside me. You'll, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I let it out occasionally. Just, just pop up with the kangaroo bit me on my leg. Yeah. And they'll uh, be like, oh, oh, God, guess I'm going from there. Um. Yeah, I I don't I don't think I've ever I never used that in uh, improv things. Uh, the the at least at UCB the Upright Citizens Brigade, the one Amy Poehler started, they have a big sign right before that you get on stage that says "Don't think," and it's really hard not to. But uh, trying not to come on with a character and stuff like that, and just figuring out after the scene starts is kind of the goal, and not thinking about what you're gonna say and just kind of live it. It's really difficult. So when you're walking on and it says "Don't think," do you slap it like you're a football player? They, they all slap it. <laughs> oh, yeah. do they really? I, I've never been to UCB, and no, I'm, I'm sure as shit never performed at UCB. Oh, I thought UCB was your. No, that's Upright Citizens Brigade. That's in New York. I oh. think they have one in uh, LA or something now. Uh, I don't no, know my, any of the. Mine's Dad's Garage. Hey, that's, that's a fun name. It is a fun name. Um, but yeah, the, one of the tenants of Dad's Garage, or not, it, I don't know if it's of Dad's Garage, but in one of the in the student pack that one of the tenants is uh, jump out of the f- plane first, then figure out how you're gonna land, and it's it's really hard not to. Like there's a game where you walk around a circle and like every everyone's outside of the circle, and there's two people or one person inside the circle walks around to each person, person uh on, the people on the outside when person A on the middle gets to you you say house and then the person just says a random word like the first word that pops in their head and the other person says a chicken and it's just the people on the outside say a random word person who's rotating in the middle has to say a word that the first word that pops in their head when the outside person says a word and it's really hard not to try to think of something that matches like if i say dog you're gonna be like a cat but the, the goal is to just be like dog light bulb uh, and then just move on like just <laughs> something doesn't make any sense but just like get rid of that like barrier that like the think the thought block. Stop trying to think of things that fit in and just say something. It's edgy, smart, yeah, yeah. It's really difficult though. Get, get, like breaking down what you think you should do when you're in like a scenario like that is one of it's probably the hardest thing that I've experienced thus far taking improv classes. But they're really fun. It's terrifying when you go because like the teacher will be like, hey, "I need two people," and it's like, <laughs> like I, I always try to be. First or second group to go up mm-hmm. because then it's like, okay, I'm, I'm getting myself in there. And if you're first group, you're going to fuck up and it's going to be pri- – I mean, you can do well in the first group, but usually people don't really understand the flow of the game. And so it's kind of you have more leeway. Second group, you get you get that. You see what the game's like and then you're more prepared. But when you, when you do a g- good scene, it feels really, really good. When you do a bad scene, you dwell on it for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> and um, – but it's one of those things where I never remember a scene where someone else did something bad, and so people, because people only care about themselves. Mm-hmm. Nobody realizes yeah, that you n- messed up. No one could name a time that I fucked up, probably, yeah. but I could name m- many times when I fucked up. There was one time when someone fucked up, and it was just because we were doing good, and then someone's like, I got HIV. <laughs> I, was just, I was in this scene, I was like, I don't, I don't know how to respond to Oh, this that's the wrong test. Then it was just really awkward and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know. It was really it was really difficult. Like I don't know. They didn't really fuck up, but I more just fucked up with not being able to, and I just saw everyone in the who was like not, like watching all the students who are watching and not performing currently. They were just like, "Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I was going to do this." Yeah, I just I felt them go, mm. I felt <laughs> them cringe for, for everybody on stage and it was uncomfortable. <laughs> But you get like an adrenaline rush when you do it, and so I, I really want to like actually like try getting on. I'm gonna probably wait till I'm like finish level five, which is the highest level. Uh, I'm gonna wait till I do that before I try like actually going on stage and doing stuff. But what level are you on now? I'm I'm doing three right now. So you haven't been on stage yet. I've been like on on stage like in classes and stuff like that. Oh, but, but haven't performed for no. a crowd. Level four and five, I believe there's graduation shows. So when you graduate, you do a show type thing. 
But there's student nights you can go to where if you're a student, you can go and just kind of do it. Like my friends from level one have gone during level one and just gone and then pair you up with random people and you do it in front of other students. And it's kind of like, hey, this is fun. But I just ha- both I haven't done that because going down to Atlanta one time a week, it takes me about two and a half hours to get from our house to a 40. Like as the crow flies 45 minutes away, it takes about two and a half hours with traffic. And so that's. Getting back is only maybe an hour and a half, but that's already four hours of commute to get there once a week for a two-hour class, and I can't really justify doing that twice a week. So if I lived closer, I'd probably go more, but it. And I also just don't think I'm good enough to go yet, which, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, no one's good enough. You have mm-hmm. a good time. But it, it's more I, – I justify it more by just being – I can't justify driving, spending that much gas to get there twice a week. I can do it once a week for a class, but just for a student mixer, I can't. I can't afford that. Can't afford that, and so much time, just being miserable sitting in traffic. Because it's the time getting there, the time staying there, and the time getting back. Yeah, because the classes start at seven. I usually leave by four thirty to get there at seven. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Atlanta traffic, and it's just miserable because it's weird. Like, oh, do I eat now or do I eat? after because 4.30 is a weird time. If you eat lunch at 1, you're not hungry at 4.30. But the classes get over at 9, so it's like if you eat at 1, you're going to be starving by 9. So I usually leave at like like 4.30, maybe 4.15, and then just decide, am I going to pull off of this traffic to go somewhere? Am I going to eat really early? I don't know. It's very difficult. <laughs> it's just annoying. I listen to a lot of podcasts, because, or I did listen to a lot of podcasts because of it because two and a half hours, you can listen to easily two podcasts during that time. You can listen to two episodes of the Zesty Podcast, which I never do. Maybe two and a half. Maybe two and a half. Uh, yeah, you can probably listen to two and a half. Maybe almost three if you listen to the shorter ones. You could probably get three in there. What's your favorite episode of the Zesty Podcast, intern? I haven't really listened. Oh, my God. I, I listen to some, <laughs> but I usually like skip around to the different time stamps, stamps in the comments. Oh, uh, that Lauren posts? Yeah, that Lauren posts. <laughs> Thanks, Lauren. It, it, it is fun. I, I like that he does that because it's not just like him saying it. He like posts so I can remember what I said when he responds to and it. And it's like, if I'm looking at the comments first, it's it will be like, he did what to an armadillo and have a timestamp. And I'm like, well, now I have to go see what happened with that armadillo. <laughs> yeah. If for anyone who made it this far into the podcast, if you want to leave a comment and get like a, a genuine response... All my responses to most of my videos are pretty genuine, all the comment responses, but leave a timestamp so that I know what I said because, I mean, this one I'm posting tomorrow because we're recording on Thursday, but sometimes I record these on Mondays and I can't remember what I said 30 minutes into a podcast on Friday because I'm just super interesting and watch a, watch a lot of uh, money roll in from, <laughs> from my Google AdSense. <laughs> That's all I do all day is count my money. All them tens of cents. Oh, yes. Yeah, I don't make money off of YouTube. The only reason I started monetizing videos is because I heard YouTube, the algorithm will push your videos more if you monetize it because if you monetize it, they get money from the ads. So sorry for monetizing my videos now, but it's just so that hopefully more people will see them. I'm not making money off of them. I think you have such an ironclad fan base right now that they will sit through the ads. Ironclad as in doesn't move up or down. (laughs) I've gained 30 subscribers in the past month, (laughs) and it has not... My, my subscriber counts at 5.73k, and it's been at that for about three weeks. Just gotta give it some time. Just gotta give it some time. You gotta figure out that one. You just gotta keep making videos. One of them's gonna take off. Just gotta keep keep grinding out here. You know, keep grinding, keep rise and grind. Keep making awful videos that people hate, and <laughs> eventually they'll it'll hit a niche. Yeah, you gotta hit that niche. I like the one guy who commented. Uh, and unsubbed peace after the <laughs> oh, no. after the beer one, <laughs> and then I just said have a nice day, and then someone said uh, unsub equals anti zest. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> just uh, I, I like that they had to be like he has to know. Yeah, and unsubbed. I wonder if it's actually someone that you know, but you don't know their YouTube thing, and they were making a joke. I don't know. They actually I, I, I don't know. They have like an actual picture and a name, oh. and I, I didn't recognize them. So, but I understand why people would unsubscribe after I vomit on a table a bunch of times. That is not the con- content that most people subscribed because of. So I had to watch it in person. Yeah, it was not fun. You got to watch it in person. Yeah. I, I was. You're an intern drinking off camera, and I was gagging because I heard just. <laughs> Insane vomits behind me. Oh yes. Um, 
What time are we at? We're about 50 minutes. Do you have a... About a, 31. Yeah, super whoop-a-ditty. Any, any, I kind of forgot what a super whoop-a-ditty that, is. That's a good thing of the week. Do you have anything good to happen? Anything. 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 Honestly, nothing has really happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think of I something. I guess finally good. getting to leave the house after being s- yeah, stuck here. Yeah, we got here to go to McDonald's for like to buy four soil. Days. We got to go to McDonald's and Ace Hardware. Yeah, I'd say my S- 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 SWD would probably just be planted a lemon tree. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I did feel very accomplished yeah. after that. Lemon, lemon trees smell very good, even if there's no lemons yeah. on them. The roots smelt like lemons, too. It was yeah, weird. It was a lemony plant, but yeah, we planted a lemon tree. It was a lemon tree that my parents have had in a big pot for a while, and so... I dug a like a raised bed or not a raised bed, but just dug a bed for it and like dug a really big hole and used a pickaxe to break up a big rock. That was fun. Never used a pickaxe before, but yeah, SWD probably uh, doing the lemon tree. We need to start starting with bummers. We've been ending on somber notes <laughs> for the past few episodes. What's your bummer, Tommy? My bummer. Um. Well, it's kind of happening r- right now. Cause Good. I'm super, <laughs> not, not, not during the podcast, but just like the whole day I've been super stressed because I have an exam on Saturday with that lab class. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what how I'm going to take They, they have to have some kind of curve or like some kind of like knowing this is the first time this has ever happened for yeah. that class. Like they have to be somewhat lenient, People have I would think. been petitioning for... Um, Opt-in, pass-fail. Yeah. But I don't think UGA is going to do that. A, a, a lot of schools. Auburn does that, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Hopefully UGA will do it. Yeah. The way Auburn works is if three SEC partners do something, then they'll do something. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't close their dorms and stuff until UGA, Alabama, and Ohio. No, Ohio's SEC. No, they're not. Uh, it was Tennessee, maybe. I don't know. Maybe Tennessee. They had to wait until they waited until three people did it. and then they, Oh, no, it was Florida. But yeah, they wait until three SEC partners do it. So may- hopefully UGA will do that. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was your bummer? Uh, my bummer? I don't know. Just uh, n- not liking where I am in life, you know? Oh, no. Yeah, you know? Getting getting real deep. I'm getting real deep. You know, I'm going to try to figure it out, figure out what I need to do, who I need to know, just f- figure out the, the groups I need to be a part of and whatnot, and that'll... It'll it'll get better eventually, or we'll just die one day. I feel like so. you're kind of doing that now with the the whole like joining an improv club, making a podcast, yeah. doing all this. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm definitely like I feel like I don't do anything, but I feel like I do at le- like video stuff, podcast, beer stuff. I probably spend close to at least twenty hours a week doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm be I'm not being monetarily productive. Hopefully this will be being productive towards a future job and this will be my job one day cuz that would be that's the dream right there just make podcasts and videos and then just make 50,000 a year doing that so that I can live a somewhat comfortable life. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the goal. So we'll see what happens with that. But not there yet. We'll get there. You know, ending on a inspirational yeah. the motivational the lizard. Semi-inspirational. Exactly. <laughs> I, I am the motivational lizard. Have you seen that? No. I'll show you that afterwards. It's one of my favorite videos. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Zesty Podcast. Remember to go to Mixology or Mixcloud.com, look up Soundonomy333, the number of the yeast, or you can go to Spotify and look up Soundonomy333, the number of the yeast, if you want to listen to some fun new music. And as always, thank you for watching. We'll see you on the next one. Bye.